Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never, ever will be seen, Skeens. Better than your average is the channel and the movement. How did we get here is the show. We got two cousins that are like brothers talking any and everything in the process. How did we get here? What's up with you, Skeen? Not much. How's everything going, bro? A.K.A. the background killer. That'd be me. A.K.A. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, mate. A.K.A. Dr. Claw. A.K.A. A- a- uh, to, to be continued. To be continued. A.K.A. Clean Money. <laughs> <laughs> So without any further ado, y'all, we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode, man. But we have, let's get right to it, man. We got two very, 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 very special guests to the pod. Um, We go back with these dudes, whew, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. Yeah, man. Might be a little bit longer than that. But uh, I got my man Chuck and my man Twiz, my brothers from another mother on the line. What's up, brothers? Yeah, yeah, what's that? going on? Welcome. Thanks for having me, bro. AKA Red and Mill. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. So uh, just a quick uh as always, we want to send y'all love, peace, and blessings to you and your fam. Um, but my two guys here, man, we all met each other uh working at a call center here, uh called Convergence. And we established a bond and a brotherhood that has spanned time, that has spanned distance and uh you know we just formed a bond you know uh chuck was coming representing the carolinas and twiz was coming representing uh delaware and he was the first dude that i had ever met from delaware i didn't know nobody (laughs) from delaware (laughs) and uh he just came on a different uh even the fact that i say type time i got that from him because he used to see, he was for you know he's like man he on a different type time yo and i'm like what is he talking about you know what i'm saying and uh just different things i got from him and chuck uh came in the game and twiz can attest to this he came and shook up the world <laughs> at convergence because everybody was women would come man, up to me who is that dude because it, st- it started where chuck was in i was the subject matter expert for his training class and the women would come up to me like, yo, who is that tall dude in your class? And then I'm like, Chuck. And they like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and Chuck, of course, his swag was on one million. Uh, Twiz, you can attest to it. And we have so many stories mm-hmm. that we're not gonna share on here, but uh <laughs> Twiz, Twiz, hold on, Twiz is the one that was swagged out. No, no, no. I was I was like, okay. I was I was like a, a alien. Like, I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> no, nah, that's real because Twiz Twiz came on a whole because there was dudes that we knew that was from the East Coast, but Twiz really was freshly, freshly, freshly from there. It wasn't sometimes. Sometimes you have cats that come from other places and they like overdo it, but Twiz was authentically from there, and so I learned so Back. much more about For the real. about the culture from that side, you know, um, because at one point he literally stayed down the street from me and Skeens, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, we all up and moved, man. It was, it, that's what it felt like too, man. I just like my family was out in Texas. It was like, you know what? I ain't got no kids. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, man. Let's move, move out to Texas. Right. Right. But it, it was right up my alley. I'm mm-hmm. from Delaware. So it's a little bit slower pace and it was like, the perfect fit and clean is pretty much like a like a Delaware. You know, you can get to everything 
mm-hmm. more like a central location. Yeah, that's pretty much Delaware. Like you can hit everything. But yeah, it was a it was a dope man. Yeah, blessing in disguise. Yeah, you know I mean to meet people like uh, like you said, like we've seen. Indeed, because and 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 Chuck, you can attest to this. I mean, we all, you know, we was similar minded as far as music and stuff like that, culture, and Twiz. Uh, you know, he was one of the low key funniest dude. I was like, this dude is like a. I always thought I was decently funny, but when I met him, (laughs) I was like, yo, because especially I should be like, yo, uh, Twiz, do the Ric Flair for me. So he would be doing the Ric Flair walk (laughs) on the calls to the floor. He would do the uh, skit from the uh, Ludacris out. God, God, I get the money for my grandma. But <laughs> he kind of picked up yeah. on similar funny things, man. Even right. comedy. I yeah. think that was uh, uh, comedy real big. I mean, in my life, man, that was like, oh, this dude, is the music was the same. I like, man, that's, I'm in Texas. How the fuck you like to say How you like to say this? Because like, right. everything was a, a culture shock. And I'm and like a military base, so. Indeed. Different cultures and like that was like that was that was definitely different too. It was all at once. So yeah, I came down at a at a Mike Jones time. I think that's when I everything. Yeah, that was around that time yeah. when that that movement really got got huge for real, for real. Now, Chuck, uh, how did you? Uh, I can't remember how you ended up coming to Texas though. Um, I got to, I was out there by way of the military. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Fort Hood was my last duty station. So uh, by the time I got out, I had already got a job like working actually on, back on the base. So mm-hmm. I just kind of like hung around and started living there, man. And like it was different in a way, in the sense of when I met y'all, like it was a sense of like how we all, like you said, just kind of came together and bonded on some, mm-hmm. you know, some things that you just don't find in every person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, it just hit a little bit different and. Like I said, like, I really felt like it when we met or whatever, like, that it was just, like, original. And, I mean, it's cool to stand the test of time, man. Like, mm-hmm. y'all my boys, my family. Y'all know we'll call each other about anything. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck has, I mean, we got to, um, I be missing these dudes. And, you know, we would kind of just talk one-on-one from time to time. So then I just like, yo, we need to be in this group chat. So I just start, we start texting each other. And, you know, sometimes it's early in the morning when Twiz is, got thoughts and ideas going through his head or Chuck might have a situation that he going through, or we might talk about some music or the game or a trade or, you know, whatever it is, but you know, it's been a long time since yeah. we all been in the same space, but again, the bond and the brotherhood is still there. But um, with all that said, I wanted to get y'all's opinion. Um, we're going to jump into a couple things, but I wanted to uh, last actually two episodes ago, Skeens and I talked about something. And then one of my homegirls checked me on it and said that we need to have some female representation on the show, which we don't have yet. <laughs> but so sorry, it's going to be some more male perspective on it. But Skeens and I was discussing basically the idea of basically why do women feel that they have to do or why do we see this ridiculous nature and outlandish body alterations that women make? And Skeens and I were drawing a correlation that oftentimes you may see these women that have a lot of what we call social currency based off social media following, but does it relate to those women having long lasting, fruitful relationships? So uh, that's the question I asked you to what your thoughts are. But her critique to me was that 
Jay, you are presupposing that every woman wants to base every woman is heterosexual and every woman wants to get married and have kids. And I'm like, my argument to her was that while we see that there is a falling away from that as the, so the society becomes more modernized, but I still think in general and on average, most women are looking to have a solid relationship with a solid dude and raising a family. But what, what are your what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you would want to think that that would be every woman's goal is to, like, meet a good dude and get married. But, I mean, in this, you know, sad to say, realistic world, a lot of them aren't thinking like that. Mm -hmm. um, the plastic surgery that you mentioned or whatever, I mean, that's what I feel like society and that social media clout has them chasing after. Like, it's in your face like you see these girls with these perfect bodies on ID mm -hmm. Twitter and stuff and so you know they hear what's coming through the speakers and what they seeing you know when they scrolling and so that's that's top to them like that's that's where the mindset goes and a lot of those things that make having you a worthy you know compatible mate goes out the window because I feel like you're selling out a lot of that just to get that. So is it even going to be worth it by the time they get there? I don't know. Like, that's just my off-the-top opinion about it. Like, No, that's how we want it. Off the cuff. Twiz, what you yeah, got? Yeah, I say I'm, I think most normal women don't want to get anxiety alterations. I think they look at it and, you know, they might get discouraged with, you know, what they got. And they might talk about it. Mm -hmm. But most of them are confident in what they got. I mean, they can go online and open up the app and get 15 dudes that wouldn't give a, you know what, about. Like, oh, he censored himself. He's, wait a minute. He censored himself. He censored himself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> take, take it. Take it how it comes. I'm going. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I love you, but, man. Uh, <laughs> but nah, nah, uh, but nah, I don't think most of them worry about it. I, I think the ones that's in that in that space, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. They going, they going for the gold. Like they, they doing whatever and however. To get that, I mean, that's like to get that ball player to get that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they going all out for that. That's a part of it. But that's a small. It is a small percentage. It's just it's shown to us on a daily because right. it's what they see. So I I don't really see too much into it. I mean, the ones who want to get it done, I, I just yeah. look, and the thing look, look, talk, talk, to a, talk to a real big even, girl. You know it I mean? don't like, even be that serious. Like I think they find the way they are. Like you gonna have exactly. your pick of the litter as far as like what you like. You have your preferences. So a lot of times you're gonna get the closest thing to that. So I mean, I don't, I don't feel the pressure of it. Like you know, dudes, we gotta take it how we come. Like you know, we ain't out here going to see the dude to get some type of. Shit. I don't know, it might be some dudes that might be on that type of level. It's just like we don't feel like we gotta compete with the next one. Like, no, but you, you normally do. It's, it's a most do want most of the women do want to settle down, mm -hmm. but. Now you know they got the alterations. They got they still got options, right? So they're now in a position of where you know the men who are highly you know favored, you know what what all that they're in that realm. Mm -hmm. So now you got to have restraint, like you've been wanting them to have, like mm -hmm. the same. You know you got money. Why are you cheating? 
now you're in that position. It ain't money all the time. It's your position. You're, you're a beautiful woman. You settled down. Now you have to understand yourself and be like, you know, I can have this, 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 and that, but I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at, you know, but some want more. Just like most men who got money and can have another beautiful woman, they want more. They go both ways, but you got to take the, the what comes with it. Most dudes that yeah, do that, you gotta they consider dogs. So if a female do it, then you're going to be considered, but you got to take it. Most men take it, and they take it on the chin. And don't get looked at better. You know, they're not going to go out and get a beautiful lawyer. They got to deal with the the realm of females. They they catch like that. Yeah, I think. So, uh, I mean, just it's levels to it, man. Yeah, I think I think, and for the most part, and we going slightly to a tangent here, but I think, and Skeens and I again always talk about this, women. In their minds, this is an example we often give. A, a woman generally is not going to pull up to a McDonald's and see her husband in the drive-thru. But a man could pull up to that same McDonald's and find his wife at the drive-thru because we're evaluated from two different, to- two totally different places. Now, women, again, for the most part, I don't think, because, again, we go off of the law of averages because we want people to have successful outcomes based on the averages, not on anomalies but to, or outliers. But to give a woman a credit, though, because but to give a woman credit, a woman in that that job might give him that that uh, that shot. Like a female that's working with him in that McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a shot. She, she she might, she might you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, oftentimes... It's not that they won't. You, you can see that a woman, if you start out at the same, kind of at the same level, you might have a chance where that chick will rock with you where you at the same place. But generally, chicks are trying to yeah. date and marry up. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. want they want a guy that's got more, at least equal, but yeah. usually more than what they got. Now, my assertion is, 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 <laughs> right, is that uh, for the most part, the average dude is not asking for a woman to alter her body this certain way. So then the question right. therein lies, what are women doing it for? And oftentimes, like you talked about the competition piece is it's, it's to one up the next chick, you know what I'm saying? Cause we're not asking chicks to put, you know, three inch eyelashes in. We, no dude is asking for that. <laughs> I'm just saying we're not Never. in general, in general, in general, a dude just want a chick that's cool agreeable you know i got a peaceful household and you let me get it in when i want to <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty much what we're looking for yeah. we're we're I very mean, very simple go ahead chuck yeah I, I feel what you're saying and that's total fact man like at the end of the day like that's the ultimate you know thing yeah. like to have that person in one that you know got your back and got those qualities that you're looking for so you can like hey a, B, C, and D's taken care of across the board. Like, you don't have right. no reason to, right. to, to try to spray and go elsewhere, you know? Yeah, Skeens, what you got, baby? Man, I'm just I'm just sitting back and enjoying the <laughs> Because, you know, I'm I, I'm the bad guy for most of the time. Right. And I, and I will say what <laughs> – I'm going to tell the truth. Or say, or say the things that uh, some people won't say. But like you were saying, bro, it's a competition between uh, when it comes in because everyone is, is shooting high, but the real thing, are you shooting, are you shooting your shot for the man? Or are you shooting your shot because you're trying to shoot down every woman? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it is you're competing against each other. Right. 
Uh, it's not because you because but of the guy. Shooting for the bag. Well, shooting for the bag. Yeah, and like you were saying, like uh, a man can can pull up to McDonald's to find his wife. Mm-hmm. The only one, the only way a man that works at McDonald's gonna find gonna gonna get that woman that's not a a, a, a coworker is right. if you, if he's finester. Mm, okay. Yeah. Your finesse game got to be strong. You need her out somewhere else. Right. You the finesse the idea later on. Say, oh, yo, she put this me is where you. This what you do. <laughs> no. I thought you looked familiar. Hey, 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 yo, hey, we got two cookies for a dollar. Did she pull up the to the door to the window? Ryan, you work here. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I got my side hustle. Okay, yeah. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, most women are going to look down on that guy because he doesn't represent the she ideology. The Absolutely. No, because, right, because he doesn't represent what IG and all of social media tells her, tells her that she's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. She and that she deserves. Yes. Yeah. She deserves, that she deserves regardless of the work that she's put in to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Just because I've been told I deserve a, a raise, don't mean I qualify for. It. If I've came to work, to work late every day right. and missed half and and called in four times a week, that doesn't mean I deserve a raise. Right. Just because somebody tell me I should have one. Right. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's transition real quick before we get into our main topic. Uh, we've been talking about it via uh text message and stuff but uh for the hip hop heads out there it was a monumental momentous occasion man uh with the versus battle and for those that don't know um versus came up during the pandemic mm-hmm. and uh they've had a number of quote unquote battles or where different R&B artists hip hop artists basically play their music catalog and then it's left up to us as the consumers to decide who you know was the winner mm-hmm. but uh I think this is probably the best one to me That's what I'm about uh, to thus far. But uh, we had uh, the Diplomats via uh, Harlem versus uh, the Locks by Locks. way of Yonkers, New York. And uh, man, it, it got real crazy real quick. But uh, I think uh, the Locks uh, kind of separated themselves in uh, kind of Letting us know what hip hop, right? What I mean, that's what it is. But Chuck, let me know what you thought about the uh, the verses between them as a whole. Man, you know, I already we was like you said, we was in the text beforehand, and it went the way I thought it was gonna go. I didn't think it was gonna be that bad and that obvious, but it came to the light. You know, D Block, LOX, man, Kiss did they thing like. I mean, he said it on the first album, man. Top five dead alive. Yeah, that's man. just off one LP. Yeah, and I think that that moment in hip hop right there solidified it for me, and I think for a lot of other people, if they didn't know, now they know. Like the kid always been, you know, that was one of the groups we all like. That was back in the day. Somebody would come in, and you know, somebody will say a line, and we gonna all pick up on it. Like yep. that, that was our <laughs> stuff, man. Like. We, I mean, those those lines still, it's crazy that hearing that the other night, though, some of those lines still, some of those bars are still so heavy, man. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it was a, it was a great night for hip-hop, man. Like, that gave me, just, just watching it live gave me that feeling, like, that you don't get a lot. And by far, like you said, I agree. That was one of the biggest ones I've seen, bro. Yeah, yeah. Twiz, how'd you think it was going to go? Similar? Yeah. Um, I, 
pretty much I said it like I said, Jada the cheat code. I was just <laughs> it, it was it was I had fun just watching South Sea all week. Um, like for the Yeah, him and Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, why is why it ain't starting and like his confidence? I'm like, yeah, I don't think Kim Jones is saying that. Like this shit is about to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Like and and the fact that he a lot of them didn't know, even though it was a big New York spot. A lot of some of them didn't know some of the locks drinks they was gonna play. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't know them. Like yep. And it was like alley oop. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it was like they was feeding off each other. Man, them boys still like but they still in connection. But it was a uh, it, was, it was it was a good display. It was just like how dope yeah. that you, you and your boys like you could tell they rock together. Right. Right. That that's the that's one of the biggest differences I think that they they showed is that they actually still rock with each other and Dipset, I don't think they fool with each other like they once did. You know what I'm saying? Uh but I think um Skeens and I thought it Skeens and I thought actually that I I I'm a I'm more of a I like locks better than Dipset, but I thought that those heat maker tracks with more of the more simplistic raps will go over different in that in that in that audience but for me it was an eye opener to me how much people was rocking with the bars from Jada Kiss and even so, that they was able to recite some of that stuff and it, I so was like, like I didn't think the kids would know it like that word. yeah, yeah. So like you, you could tell like yo but Jada was already he already showed you what what uh what my man like he already did it yeah, it was, it was effort. Yeah. It was effort. Well, the one with Fab, you got the drunk Jada. Like he mm-hmm. played but, some stuff, but he didn't. He didn't hit him with none of the. He didn't body slam him with none of the freestyle. But it was all boys. But every, it was the same thing everybody was saying. Like, ah, oh, they got too many hits, man. It was like, oh, but this one is like this one, and but it didn't matter. But the presence, it was the he performed the same way. It was just he was. It, it wasn't like the energy was different. The energy, the competition wasn't there. It was like, all right, this is my people's. I love him. Mm-hmm. Come on, we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, yeah, it got to be at, the only the other person. After Cam ran out of hits, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even that they was out of hits, though. Like, they just, if they would have had, like, uh, Hell Real or, like, somebody who, who really, like, yeah. Uncasa, like, if they would have had him come out, like who really spit bars mm-hmm. that would have been yeah. able to match they needed bars, they needed bars. The and, and, them, the, and, and they, they know they were you know what I mean like they're gonna get it done yeah they would have to pull out the like, real dip set yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta pull out the real dip set man like it, it was a couple of them that they should have had like they, they should have had like wild the crowd with a couple more dip set yeah, I, I, yeah think, I think I uh, think I'm gonna throw it to you in just a second scheme but here here's here's two my two uh my two takes when it really highlighted, I think for people, how simplified those dipset bars were. <laughs> and when Cam did the infamous computers, Putin, I was like, and here's the other thing. He tried to do an acapella, bro. Right. And they got, he was getting booed, but here's the part two. Uh, uh, Here, watch on, this, man. You already know. I, 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 you already know. I love Cam. I used to, I used to I, be the, can't the, uh, be. Yo, Twiz used to be able to fight somebody talking about Cam, but uh, <laughs> so but watch this though. I don't, I can't confirm or deny this, but this is my hot take. Dipset set the groundwork 
for how battle rappers rap right now, in a way. Yep. Me and Schemes, yeah. when we play around rapping at the house, like we from URL, it's something like this. I told them them things was on fire. And then when I went out there, I set them things on fire. They had to call the fire department out because that man was on fire. Oh, you know, they just keep saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you know, like yeah. Jewels, I had my man, he was sent that's up. Right. Tell him that, have him sent up. When he was sent, you know, I'm like, it's that's that was like the precursor to how battle rappers rap now. You know what I'm saying? But uh let me throw oh, it to Skeens though, real quick. What was your what was your take, man? <laughs> Bruh, I think the the biggest thing was we saw real you saw people who really took the craft serious. There you go. So when you watched the locks, you saw yeah. one, you saw showmanship. Boom. You saw chemistry. Yep. You saw how they was able to control the crowd. There you go. As well as their playlist. Facts. So when you it watch, was well orchestrated. So when you look at like Dipset, you can tell the <laughs> difference. One, you can tell Cam don't really rock with them no more. No, at all. It was time that you could see Jim. Jim was the guy. Like, hey, hey, Fat Joe said that Cam was about to leave at the beginning. Because it was times I was looking for Cam. Like, did Cam have to catch a flight? It was, yeah, several that, times. That like, was, Cam was the hold up. If you look, he, he was the last one to get to the stage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And you watched it like you saw, even when so, uh, Santana was rapping, yeah. you, saw Ju, you saw Jim hype man. Right. You didn't see. You didn't really see Cam like. Nah, Cam wasn't engaged to me. He wasn't engaged. And Cam, I mean, then also, what's up? Can we talk about what Jarrell had on though? Bro, <laughs> my God, bro. Hey, he looked better when he simplified the fit. Like, bro, why did you just come out with that? I told Twiz, and hey, yeah. we were in the group. Twiz said this dude looked like he wanted to wear something from every album cover. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> man, I was, just, I, I was shocked. And the, and, the, shot, and that's crazy because they're known for like they swag. And, and yeah, Harlem sense. dudes, Harlem dudes. It man. was like, yo, yeah. he. Yeah, but see, they, that that was still that was the, what they brought. It still was, it was something. It was just it should have came with. But I guarantee they're gonna be on tour. That shit gonna get better. They yeah. supposed to go on tour together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they said so it's gonna get better. So that's what's gonna be dope about yeah. it. It's just. For them to just they they underestimate it. It's like how you underestimate the locks though. Like, right. I know they older. I know your swag better. Like I get it, but right. dog, you got to rap. Hey, Jules, that was, that was part of that was a part, such a we see now how such a big part of their makeup that was like mm-hmm. the change, the swag, mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the yeah. braggadocery and the yeah, lyrics or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the whole part of their packaging. When you have to do it live, yeah. like, you know, when the people in there feeding off the bars, like yeah. the DJ. And the DJ should have switched it up. Like when, hey, uh, when the... you all start talking about the women records, like that was yeah. they didn't have that set set up. The nope. DJ heard that shit. Was like, all right, yeah. That was a bad I'm not gonna hit them with the hey ma and all that. Also, the cheat code. Yeah, the way yeah. he was flipping a beat. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, he was bro. killing it. He, he had was crowd Exactly. Bro, he was he was a whole party before the thing got started. I was through half a bottle of wine by the time they got <laughs> on the stage. Like, that dude had me going. Like, but y'all, but y'all crazy if y'all didn't know what it was. It's Cam. Like, you should have known it was going to be on or Bruh, it wasn't going to be on time. But Cam, Cam, Cam the, the playlist was horrible. He didn't play What Mean the World to You. Bruh. It was so many joints he, that they left off the list, though. It, but the locks left off a lot yeah, of them. They did, too. The yeah. energy was fucked up from the beginning when he said, you, we live in Miami, my man. Yeah. <laughs> the locks were killing them with – a lot of the locks was killing them with, with like, mixtapes. Mm-hmm. They yeah, didn't really hit them. Because yeah. you saw at the end, that's when they started when, – when Kiss said, we got Grammys. They left a lot of the big records out. They they left a lot on the table, but I think it, again, it was a it was a great display of for me just what we love about the essence of just being an MC, Ours, where you can just give a dude. Really, I could picture Kiss just anywhere, and he could rock a show. You know what I'm saying? Just however you want to do it, acapellas, freestyles, whatever you want. So it just really showed that I there's something to being a true MC, and when you have Real, real records, real rhymes that is timeless. But also, I hope it's young kids hard to follow that. Man. Yeah. But I hope a lot of younger yeah. artists really take something from the way the locks perform when when it comes to shows. Yeah, like, yeah, when, indeed. Like, yeah, understand when you when you when you're when you're on the on tour. This is what your show's supposed to be like, right? Because yep. you have a lot of concerts now. Kids don't really it, have straight. They, yeah, they don't have stage present, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them do. Like what the locks, uh, uh, what uh, Dipset did, you you basically have the music in the background, you have the pre sound, mm-hmm. and you got your vocals, and you you basically say your ad libs a little bit, little right. bit of rapping here and there. Right. You saw like yeah. what a real show when I pay my hard earned money, I really want to be entertained. Right. I don't want you like like Kiss said, I can do this. I can listen to this over Apple Music if you just go. Yeah, Kiss. Just go, that was another. Sing. Kiss was showing again the difference. They don't even know the words. <laughs> we could have listened yeah. to this on Apple Music. I was like, <laughs> yeah. so, and I hope you know, cats, young cats understand that your show money is your money. Oh yeah, especially sure. now with the three sixty deals and so on and so yep. forth. Yeah, you're not really making money off of uh, album sales. You're making money off the show. Yeah, but the way the locks perform should tell cats, yo, if I want my show money to increase. Mm-hmm. Or to continue, yeah. I gotta go when I go on, go on stage. I gotta give one hundred and fifty percent and really put on a memorable show. Indeed, indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, last, last but not least, though, uh, Twiz had one of the best jokes on Jewels, and then she's not always even that funny to me. But just hilarious was like he looked like he's selling everything he got on. <laughs> I was like, yo, I said this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, his his fit was dated, bro. <laughs> Like he, he had that data swag like my man. Oh my uh, god! What was it? Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm gonna get you sucker. When yeah, when Fly guy, guy came out of jail, that was Jewels. Right. Hey, uh, before we jump into our main topic, I saw when um, uh, Siegel was on Drink Champs and Nori was hitting around about him and Siegel having a versus battle, but he was like, it's you can't play. Same thing as Jada. He talking about you can't play no joints, though, that got Jay in it, though. Like, he trying to hedge the bet already, you know, kind of, but. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it don't matter. He like he's like Jada. He's, mm-hmm. he's a cheat code. Jamie yeah. got tracks. He he don't gotta get. He got tracks with Jay on it, but mm-hmm. it don't gotta get to Jay's verse because he was eating. He right. got three yeah. albums he could just use. Yeah, like, I'm waiting for that one. Yeah, he's too confident too. I fuck with Nori, but he's too confident. Yeah, I mean Nori I'm has more, some again. Bigger. Like me and Skeens was talking about, it is similar because Nori had joints and he was good production wise, but I didn't love Nori because he was necessarily killing the mic though. I didn't consider like him a Nori spitter did. like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Siegel. Yeah, Nori got, got eight of them things. Right. Nori got eight smooth, but he got like 13, 14. He Nori. could play some hits. Yeah, but. Nori's well, listen, like, just to wrap up that whole thing. Like, how much bigger can the joint get, man? Right. Like, that was monumental that we saw. Like, the only other one I th- can think of, man, is like the ultimate one from have to be Jay and Nas, man. Oh, my God. That was, that will set the, inter- I mean, the internet will break down. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the one that I think will be low key better than that. Better than Jay and Nas? Jay and, and Kanye. Oh, wow. Ooh. Jay and Kanye, that's the real one. And then they can play off the big brother thing, you know, wow. the brotherly love, Kane and Abel type. They can play a lot of that. Hey, as much as I love Jay, Kanye gonna be a hard out, bro. Oh, yeah. Kanye, I mean, as Kanye. much as we, you know, Kanye thinks yeah, he's, he's done recently, Kanye got a hard, gonna be a hard yeah, out. Yeah, Kanye is a, is a, you know, a once a century type of talent you know what i'm saying that kind of talent of a person man so the other one i would want to see it would be wayne and drake okay mentor see you got people that's like in the same camp though that's wild but but also (laughs) but it's it's the competitive energy i got it i think they would do it only with them honestly because like you said they wouldn't mind it's not a loss to them because i mean Versus Kanye. Yeah, I mean, you can say who won the battle, but between them, there ain't no winners or losers. So no. I think, honestly, they would do it amongst them before they would do it with anybody else. Not just think about cats That's like it. them two, though. How do you, or Wayne or Drake, how do you, what is the, how many songs we playing, though? Hey, what, and That'll be like a 40 a song hey, a piece. You know, Wayne got about 200 mixtapes. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what are you going to you going to whittle it down to? Okay, let's let's go Nas, right? After this, it's a concert. Man. Okay, yeah. Nas and Ice Cube. That is an odd combination. Legends. Let Cube got a lot. Cube. Like, yeah, Cube got exactly. a, Cube is but, deep. But is that crowd that's going to show up to watch that? Are they going to get along? <laughs> hey. I mean, I think at this stage of the game, yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, 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 mean, think, I think after, we, I think we bypassed all that 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 oh, other man. nonsense. Can't, can't put his foot on my man's chest. He really kicked him, bro. He did, uh, man. Like, come on. Anything else? Everybody else should be cool. Everybody else, come on, man. Cut it out. If they good. Everybody else cut it out, man. Just have fun. That was super competitive with the show. Like, if y'all not performing like that, win, lose, or draw, because I still like I still like this shit. And I like the energy they came with. They yeah. didn't have everything. Nah, they did. You got to I need some shit like that. I need all that. Yeah, all right. yeah. What about Twister? And I'm trying to think. Are the Twister and Tech 9 or Twister and Buster? 
Twister versus Buster. I think Buster got too many known. I think Buster and and Missy is gonna be the one. Yeah, I would love Crea- to see that. Creativity. I would love to see that. Buster and Missy. Be or I would put Buster versus Luda. Yeah, I would and do Buster yeah. Luda. Yeah, and I think people underestimate how good Luda is. They do. They do. I Luda, Luda. They, people that forget that about that Luda run, man. I think because he's so he even when he was Luda really rapping. No, no, he did. Did. He did with well, Nelly. with Nelly. Did he? He killed Nelly. Yeah, he I don't remember that. And, and people thought because Nelly had the yeah. number one hits, you there was another another chance um, for you to see. I never took Nelly serious, man. That's a rapper. Hey, <laughs> hey, a ball, hey, yo, yo, hey. But same time, Nelly is what you see now. Yeah, in many ways, he is. Yeah. Everybody's singing. Yeah. You know the the, the singy rap. Nelly, Nelly was like really one yeah. of the godfathers of today. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing he was missing yeah. was auto tune. Yeah. yeah, singing and the rapping on the country the, grammar. Yeah, the crossover, even the the uh, the down though, down man. baby. He was Nelly was that it was basically it wasn't really it wasn't complex. It was more of I guess you can say quote unquote nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. It was it was simple, but it was more it was more of like the, about the vibe than the actual lyrics. Yeah, I, like you said, I didn't. I, I put Nelly in like a whole different category of rap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, they put him uh, I respect what he did, yeah. but yeah, Nelly, I don't put him in the pantheon. He was saying some things though, cuz like you gotta listen to it. He was saying some things. That, it seemed like it surfacely because it, it it was pop, or they made it like his smash hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were that mingle down there a little different, so I yeah. picked up on that late. Like, oh, all right. That's oh, what I, he meant. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna admit I have never listened to a complete <laughs> Nelly album. <laughs> I, I've never listened to what about. Oh yeah, <laughs> when you hear the yeah, the, the actual the un the radio version, yeah, it's a little different. Like yo yo yo, and Nelly dropped the tape. I'm not, I'm not checking title for that. No, back in the day, he he was he was you 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 clowning now, but back in the day. You was listening to him. Yeah, I was listening to those singles. I mean, I I know I danced to Hot Here in the club a few. You know, that was a that was like on the DJ set to play Hot Here during that time. That was on every DJ set. That was every DJ set. Every DJ set was to play Hot Here at some point in the night because girls was going. Women was getting on the dance floor to that. Hey, another side note: all the women that's on OnlyFans. Should thank Nelly. Tip drill. Uh, well, that that definitely <laughs> was a, tip drill. a cultural moment. I take that back. I take that back. That was probably the one thing I can say he gave the game that really changed up the way some things were did. Like that broke some boundaries. So shout out to him for that. Like I yeah. B T Uncut. B T Uncut. Yeah. <laughs> you had it. you had the band aid under your eye. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Uh um, had the band aid under his eye. <laughs> Chuck, if you better not have a bad date on this. <laughs> uh, but let's jump into this though. Um the reason why initially of course uh me and Skeens have been talking about having you guys on for a minute just to get, you know, I, I want us to, you know, kind of get to a, a decent little rotation of you guys coming on just talking culture, music, sports, what have you. But um 
the primary reason I wanted y'all to come on today is so we can discuss because and these two triggered it because we were on the group chat talking about dating and relationships and da 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 da. And in so many words, Twiz was like, "Man, you are old head now. You don't know nothing about none of this stuff that's going on right now." And I'm like, "All right." Uh, <laughs> Even though Chuck is the oldest, because he never disclosed exactly how old he is, but um, I'm the I'm the old head as far as that's concerned. Uh, so I just wanted to get some of y'all's experience, just so y'all can give a man's view of what the dating game, what it was like before. We can say maybe when we were coming up, you know, in our early twenties or what have you, to what it has changed to now. But um. Twiz, if you could think about how dating was, you know, when we were 20, 21, 22, that time frame, 23, to now, what was the, what's the biggest difference between that, that point in the, you know, the early 2000s to now? Uh, me too. <laughs> that's about it. I, I say that's about it. A lot of that stuff. A lot of the stuff the women accepted then, and they allowed. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I mean, not accepted and allowed now. Mm-hmm. But that was attractive then. Mm-hmm. So they gravitated to it. So a lot of the stuff that it seemed like was taboo or you wouldn't do, or, you know, showing your head, stuff like that, like that shit was like normal. So, I mean, as far as dating, I think it was kind of like wild, wild west. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, it was cool. I was laid back, so I guess for different people, you know, what I mean, I wasn't the one to grab one in the club. You know, we had, we had, uh, that was our easy money sniper. We're at the easy money sniper in the club. Like, I ain't had a, I ain't, I ain't had a club game. You know what I mean? I went, he was, he was KD in the club. Yeah. I was, I was like, all right, you know, it might be a bunch of fries. And we get back to the crib, and the ones who ain't on the rah 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 mm-hmm. out of those five and two, mm-hmm. those are the ones I'm talking to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that was always my vibe. So, mm-hmm. it never really changed much. Like I said, just more the what we talked about earlier, just the body type different, the confidence, attitude, a little bit different. But back then, it was just more of a you didn't have to fight through people thinking you BS yeah. and a whole bunch of social media and people's uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, I definitely can agree with him when he's talking about like the mindset. I think like, of, you know, just women in general, you know, it's been a lot of growth. You know, like you said, some of the things that was dealt with as far as like being in a relationship with somebody, like a lot of those things, like women are a lot stronger towards now with guys. So, Mm-hmm. You really gotta be like, on, like in layman's terms, like on your shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm sorry, I ain't hit the sensor button, but <laughs> Go ahead. you know, you know, I guess that I I could say one of the biggest changes between then and now, mm-hmm. like it's just for me being able to look in the mirror at myself, bro. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like in between some of those rocky relationships, just taking that time to actually kind of step back and, you know fix some of those things that were causing you to like pull out of those relationships. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're hitting the scene now and it's still like you're looking for that, like it, it's definitely a little bit different, man. Like a lot of the good ones are taken, not saying that it are, 
aren't still some out there, but like it's a different ball game. Like the mindset's different. Like and it's it, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, we we joke with you about it, but it's kind of in a sense like we do, we kind of listen like the old cats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like at, at the pitch now, like girl, that's your uncle. Watch this though. Uh, the one thing that was always hilarious about Twiz is Twiz was like he said he was always a straight shooter, <laughs> and some of the funniest times. And I have uh, I have evolved some in the way that I position stuff when you know people ask me my opinion. But at that time, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was a dude that would come in and try to. Twiz would be over there. Yo, if you was my girl, yo, this, that, and the third, and da 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 <laughs> yeah, And then they'd be yeah. like, Jay, what do you think about that? And I'm like, well, you know, in a relationship, <laughs> you know, you both got to be on the same sheet of music. And, you know, with a, from a position of love and respect, you got to be da 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 And they'd be like, yeah, that's right. He's like, yo, that's what I was just saying. You know, I'm like... <laughs> So Twiz, Twiz, you know, they got this whole movement now talking about red pill, but really Twiz was red pill back in 2002. (laughs) He was. He was a red pill man back then. Now it's becoming more prevalent. And also to piggyback off what y'all saying, back then men and women related a whole different way than they do. Because at that time, even though Twiz, you were laid back, you actually were in a space where you would go up speak to a female and initiate this whole thing. Chuck, you would go up, holler, Chuck would be on his swag, yo, 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 da-da-da-da, and me and Twiz be sitting like, oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> but you initiated uh-huh. conversation with, with 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 women. You know what I'm saying? Now these dudes, one of the homegirls was telling me a while back, like, she could tell a guy in the gym wanted to talk to her, but these new age cats don't even have the equipment, the wherewithal, to even really go up and generate a conversation yeah. with a woman. That's why they got all these online coaches yeah. and stuff like that. I'm so happy you said that, man, because to me, that's one of the things like that just makes it a little bit more genuine, a little bit more authentic. Back when we was coming up and in the game, like, bro, you had to actually have games. Right. Like, so many of these cats now can fake it because you hiding behind, like, text messages and online and this and that or whatever. Like, right. Yep. That takes, that takes a lot of that out of the game. So when you see people out or, you know, dudes moving the way that they do, it's like, you know what, like, a lot of real dudes get overlooked on the fact that some cornballs like stuff like just with this whole social media thing and they have to go through that process to finally get around dude to find that out you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah, some, sometimes i think oh, a... no go ahead twist no, i was just gonna say sometimes dudes just they, they scared to hear no like, look man you can't be scared to hear no man mm-hmm. like it is what it is. Like the official way to holler at a chick now, whatever is the inbox. Like that's the whole thing. Like the DM. Like Gotti, Gotti nailed it a few years ago with yep. that down in yeah, the down DM. In the like, DM. That's what it is now. Like you know, that's that's the standard now for even getting somebody number or something or yep. whatever. Like they even these these during these day they want you to hit the cash app this and that. Like, <laughs> like what? Like who's oh, no. like? You hit the DM on a female, you cut off. What are you talking 
Yeah. Yeah, you have the DM on the email, you cut off. That's not that's not what they're looking for. Though. They they're not really checking DMs and like they doing that for the dudes that they want they gonna get cash outside of. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're not really they're not really checking for stuff like that. Like so that's kinda that's kinda again the the feel for between joints. But if you're looking for that, then that's what you're going to get. You want to and in those type of inboxes. Like, you want to join it. You know, you know you ain't going to get that. So what are you in her inbox for? Right. Like, if you're just looking for something late night, then maybe something will fall through. But for the most part, no. Like, I'd rather meet some, you know what I'm saying? Something a century down at a poetry lounge or something like that. Somewhere it can be more organic. Be like, whatever happened to being out Stumbling across something like y'all remember those days we just bump into something out like yeah. not even really where you going but it just kind of happened like that like yeah. nah that's just you that's just you so <laughs> there we go you the only one who stumbled in the joint stumbled in the joint like who stumbles in the joint nah I I had a homie that uh this this is a female though but again during that time Chuck. She would meet a lot of dudes in Walmart. That was her, you know what I'm saying? She would go to Walmart and she would hit me like, Jay, I met somebody else in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Or I met at that time, I'm saying dudes were shooting, man. I had homegirls be like, yo, dude, I was at the gas pump and a dude came up shooting. You know what I'm saying? It was a different ball game then. So that's the double standard. Who's still doing that? If you don't holler at a chick when you see her at Walmart, chances are you probably not going to never see her no more. (laughs) <laughs> can you name me a chick you've seen at Walmart more than one time? Like, man, I've seen her at Walmart, but like, it just doesn't happen. Now, so, what was you saying, yeah, Twiz? Dude still shooting like that? Oh, yeah, nah, dude. You gotta, you gotta shoot your shot, man. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, but Walmart, Walmart was, that was when I first realized you all use Walmart like a club. I would tell you <laughs> So we just going to go to Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just going to go over here real quick. I'm like, yo, this is some country. Hey, right. there was a certain point, Chuck Ski. Y'all can remember if you went to Walmart at a certain hour of night. Absolutely. Where you would see a lot of things walking through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I ain't got that. I ain't. Oh, man. Man, shout out. Shout out to the. Hey, I just had a uh, another flashback. One of my favorite twist stories. We were in um, Garden Palace. Y'all remember when Garden Palace was a club, right? Right, GP baby. So sometimes we would just chill in the parking lot. You know, sometimes I'd go in. I wasn't. I wasn't a great clubber though. You know, because I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I I just would be in there, just the environment or whatever. So Jay was averaging. Jay was averaging like two minutes in the club. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. I was terrible. I was terrible, man. But uh, so I remember we were walking through there one night and, you know, Garden Palace had those different levels to it. And uh, we would walk. I think like we were on the second floor with some of the homegirls from work and stuff like that. And uh, there was like this other little small room. They had a door. The reggae joint upstairs. So, Twiz like, yo, I'm going to go in this reggae room. It was like, all right, we're going to walk around some more. So, I can't remember if it was that night or that next Monday at work or whatever. It probably was that night as I think about it because he was gone for a while. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, everybody like, yo, man, where Twiz at? Then he popped back up and he's like, yo, yo, man, I went in that room, yo. 
And as soon as I walked in there, a joint got on me, man. I was like, what you want, boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So Twiz was ducked off of that room for a while. <laughs> and it gave him some rice and peas and some jerk chicken and let him out. But, uh... <laughs> I told you, man, I was fresh. I went from, like, around my way. I wasn't a club in person. So, like... yeah. My initiation my like to going out and doing other stuff was down south. Yeah. And it was like all at once. Y'all had a three level, like every, all in one. I'm like, yo, this is quick. All right, man. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, immediately, she owned me. I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> but, but she pictures all our doors. I'm like, man, look, all right. <laughs> Nah, uh, nah, but y'all boys too. Um, have y'all? What is y'all? What is the? What are these women when they're on their online profiles? Have you experienced where the online profile is a certain way, and then when you're meeting that initial first time, that it's like night and day, or is it typically that it is what it is? They are what they say they are online. Where is you can go ahead, bro. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, just from the uh, the one the one uh, drink I was on, it's just a, a lot of uh, demand. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, door. I can, like, I can right. tell you that. Yeah, I went into the same thing. I own a couple of platforms that I establish profile, and you know, you jump on in, see what it is or whatever, like. A lot of them, man, they can, you know, just by looking at the profile, like when they got like 10 paragraphs in their bio, bro, <laughs> like, they giving out, like, you know what I mean? All they do's and don'ts and like telling you their whole life story. Like, I don't know if this going to be the one, so I'm going to keep going. But right. you see some of them, it's just like you said, it's just like so demanding. Like, damn, you read some of that sometime and think, like, are these really the standards like women have? Like, mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's, uh, it was it was crazy. I, I, I met uh, I met a cool John, uh, and we still we still chop it up. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, but my uh, my question was like, what what did the profile she read? Like, what are the guys that are actually saying? You know, because the ones we read are comical, like, it's <laughs> hilarious. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, <laughs> I would just go in there. You know me, like I said, I love comedy, so I I pretty much got it after I realized it was like kind of BS. You know, mm-hmm. I did it during the pandemic. I was like, yo, this is hilarious. <laughs> and then when I seen, uh, back, back that, uh, that John up, I was like, this is, this is, this is uh, yo, I actually, I actually met one and she turned out to actually be like her profile. Mm-hmm. Like nothing ever, uh, transpired or progressed to win anywhere, but like we just still cool. Like okay. we, we just like mad two friends, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I can probably say that's, I mean, on one hand, probably one of the only ones that's turned out like that. Mm. Like, most of it is usually something totally different. Like, me and them on that show, Catfish, they're going to be busy forever, bro. Like, there you go. There's a lot of food games you're doing all right. So, and a lot of them are going in now, like, they, that's where they, like you said, like, that's where everything is being sold at now, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it has gone there. Mm-hmm. So, you got to, Traffic through all of that too, because you're gonna run into some of that. All the fine what, like 
slim pickings, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just more so. I, I, I don't. I just don't want to keep that on the I'd rather stay home and roll one. And like Jamie said, man, watch the honeymoon. Or something, bro. <laughs> like, it's treacherous out here. Now, watch this, though. So as as we're talking about relationships and, uh, you know, uh, we start off early by talking about the difference between, you know, societal expectations of men and women in relationships as dudes to. So we got we got a good woman or we're in these relationships as men. Let's own our parts of when relationships aren't successful. What is it as men that we're doing that is adding to the failure of relationships in the modern society we cheating <laughs> uh, uh, come on I ain't gonna hold I ain't gonna just roll with that one. no right. no 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 and, and, I'm, and let me make that question I don't like putting that on on all dudes right we ain't all cheating yeah I'm saying that from the perspective of being guilty of that in previous relationships I got you so that, that that weighs a little bit more heavier on my side in the way that I look at that. Mm-hmm. Now, not necessarily that's not going to be the case for everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from, from my perspective, putting mine aside, I still think that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women these days are, are cool with that. Like, it's cool now to be in a situation, mm-hmm. an entanglement or, or, or whatever. So, I mean, like you said, it's going to be looked at differently. But I, that, that would be uh, to piggyback off that, I, I don't think they want that. That's the whole problem. They don't want that. They want the whole house and uh, they want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They might say they don't. It, it's cool, but after a while, that shit hits you just like it hits most men who, mm-hmm. again, have a lot going on for themselves. But towards the later parts of their years, they're like, you know what? I actually do want a kid. I want to settle down. Mm-hmm. But you got to, it's the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You're gonna sacrifice missing a good one, you know, because you wanted the party, or like you, you sacrifice the sacrifice. So just, that's a, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, it's not. And you get a lot of a lot of them these days that's not willing to do that, bro. Like you find it's a less and less field of them that actually want to sit down and build something and want to have something with somebody or whatever, like. But he's talking about as a man, though. Like you, are, are you willing to do that, though? Like, are you willing to, to, to as a man? If, if the right one come along and, and you feel like all the boxes are being checked and it's like some genuine, like, yeah, like at the end of the day, like that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Chuck? Um... And Twiz, you it can... might be corny, but I still believe in that '90s love, bro. I'm still looking for that love, Jones type of love, man. Like, right. if it ain't that, I don't, and I ain't gonna settle for less than that. How do we? How do we as men grow from that position? If we're trying to have monogamous relationships, how do we? How do we grow out of that and grow into these more mature version of ourselves? Is it time? Is it experience? Uh, is it dealing with our egos? You know, what do you think it is? But I think the people I know are doing that. Like I said, I can't speak from people who cheat or or, or not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The people I rock with, like that's to try the energy I keep. That's why I still rock with you. Rock, mm-hmm. Like I don't. So that's not even a like I don't know that percent of people. You know what I mean? I don't know the that percentage of people. Like so, I, I would know. All I know is. Put out the energy you want. Like, I, 
Like said, even you know, I might talk about you know the profiles and stuff like that, but I met cool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, and you know, I only met with cool people, like so, mm-hmm. and that's only happened once. You know, and I'm still talking to that person. So, but, you know, in the process of it, it was funny to, you know, see the reactions of different types of women to certain hurts, I guess, they went through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are the things they don't want men to come into the relationship with. It's just hard for you to, for them to, re- to want you to put yourself out there right. more than they want to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you have what all the options you have, and it's like, all right, this is kind of how you get crazy guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm one up to to manage my emotions, but I could see how some dude who followed all your rules went through all that, and he's not an emotional dude, and then you're like, ah, right, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna go with this one. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to be like, I right, just move on, but mm-hmm. some dudes can't take that. So, so Twiz, what has been, what is, what in, you know, from things that you've seen and experienced, what do you feel like the biggest divide between men and women has been in a relationship's success rate? Judgment. Like, mm. uh, just prejudging. Like, mm-hmm. people so just not, uh, yeah, I guess that could be a good one, but I don't know. Uh, I couldn't put I couldn't put my finger off on uh, on one thing, but no, no. But go go when you say prejudging, you mean what do you mean when you say that? You know, going into it like I got tired of having to prove that I'm not whatever you are. Who you are? I know exactly what you say. I got to I got to prove that prove I'm not, not the other dude. Mm, like, okay. look, I got my kids. I'm taking care of my boys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I do. Now I have to prove that I'm not a hoe on the side. Mm, like, okay. Because I'm, you know, because I got options. It's like, yo, I'm, look, I don't want to have to fight that battle either. Do you believe in your God and you believe he wouldn't put you in no weird position where there's a guy who seemingly is doing what he's supposed to do, but mm-hmm. on the back end, he's living a double life? Like, if you're thinking all of that, like, I, uh, I'm not trying to fight out to a battle from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I need somebody with a little bit, you know, that's not coming with that prejudgment of mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, outside of that, like I said, I've met the people, but that normally comes from them actually seeing me on a daily basis, seeing like, oh, I see. Like, he is a person. Mm-hmm. And that's normally how I meet most people outside of just online and stuff like that like i know that like i said i'm not the club person i'm not the online person either yeah 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 and that's one thing where uh twiz and i uh you know you highlighted is that you know like this dude is kind of laid back cat like me and you know we had the, the comedy and the appreciation of art and stuff like that so i wasn't that kind of dude that again was just on the scene i could have kind of everyday conversations with people you know I, i'm always sitting around right. trying to have the deeper conversation uh <laughs> getting on folks and they're like, Jay, why y'all trying to ask me some stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog, you know, but, Scheme, what do you think, man? And just 
again, you're another one that has so many conversations with so many people. What's the great divide? Um, are we looking whose perspective are we looking at? I think I want to focus because, again, we're just trying to be extra testosterone this evening. What is it from the male side? Okay, why relationships are failing? Yeah, okay. Um, like Twitter said, um, some of it is preconceived notions of who you are. Yeah, kind of goes like the old music soul trial song. I'm not to blame for all the all your mm-hmm. past, yep. p- past relationships. Yep, uh, previous cats. Yeah, yeah. But from a male perspective, right? I think we have to live. We're we're on the day to day. We're Clark, we can't be Clark Kent. Okay. We have to be super Superman. And when I say that is, we have to keep on that cape of a persona of who we're supposed to be every day. Mm. The persona is that I'm supposed to be a player. Mm-hmm. My persona is that I'm supposed to be talking to different these different women. Mm-hmm. Hence, when women see you and say, "Oh, I already know what what type of person you are," they never really got to see the real you. Sometimes we don't even know who the real pe- the real us are mm-hmm. because we're always in character, yeah, playing this role. I know I, a lot of us also have never really took the time to apologize to ourselves. <laughs> But not really getting to be who we are, who we really are, or getting to really know ourselves. Mm. Okay. Because if you never really get to know who you are, you start picking the wrong ones based off of social currency. There you go. Yeah. Because you see that all oh, this, she looks the part of this. If you really know you, then you know your values, and you say, "Hey, she don't align with who I am, what I'm really about." Mm-hmm. She nice though. She look good. She, right, right, she fit right, the, she, right. She fit the bill of what what. The aesthetics that I that society tells me I'm supposed to be with, but outside of hidden, right, we have nothing to come. It's white, it's white noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we start. We're if we're looking more for we when we go into relationships with that end all that end all be all of the physical. What I'm trying to I'm trying to get in trying to hit something tonight, mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead of saying hey, I rather know want to know more about you. To, to see if if I want to continue to see you every day, mm-hmm. roll over and look at you every day. Right. That's really where a lot of it comes at because a lot of times we're hit first, mm-hmm. ask questions last. <laughs> <You> <laughs> or never. Yeah, never. Yeah. So you you in first now, after that, you got a kid or you got this. You got to be able to cook collard. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, yeah we got. We can't cook a pot of polish. A pot of polish, dog. We got nothing to talk about. Yeah, we got to look for our best friend, or, yeah. or who who you can who can potentially be your best friend, and who you say you can wake up every morning and look at right. and say, "Hey, I'm cool." Right. I think I think too it's uh a lot of this is you know it's part of the gumbo of what makes a successful relationship. But talking about from the male perspective. You know, highlighting what Chuck said, we start off, we start off life where we have, sometimes we have good examples of what we should be doing in our relationships. Mm-hmm. But then we start, we grow and we go into the the real world and you're navigating your, you know, finding yourself as a young man and dealing with interactions with women and 
how am I relating to these women? And then also I got, as men, we even have a social pressure from our peers of what we doing out here. That's a superhero cake. Right. You got to keep on. Hey man, what you, what, you ain't knocked that joint down. You ain't doing this, that, and the third. Yeah. So you got this social pressure that's there. And then there's a social currency even before social media, where you were getting the accolades from your homeboys of all the conquests that you had. It's the cape. You see what I'm you, saying? You got the so as men, we have to, again, navigate that part, navigate our ego. And then we get into a space where we like, okay, I want to settle down and be in this relationship. But we also have to make sure that we properly communicate our intentions of what we're trying to do and where we're trying to go as men. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because Right. Oftentimes we don't properly communicate that. Got a question. Go ahead. Do we need more relationship OGs? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we we gotta lay the game down to dudes and to young men from the perspective of the mistakes that we made, because like I said, sometimes experience is overrated. You know what I mean? Now, if you can point me, if you tell me, hey man, if you walk down that path right there, there's a grizzly bear. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I appreciate that, bro. I'm not walking down there. But so often these days, like, man, I need I need to experience some things, man. Like, no, nah, I don't I don't need to get mauled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need to get mauled by a grizzly bear. And I think just as as men um, and a part of what we're doing here is you have to find as I grow older, as I'm about to hit 40 next year. One thing that has been key in my relationship being successful is that I've have somebody that's going to ride or die through the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that stuff, the frailties, my ego, my shortcomings. You have to find somebody with those wifely style qualities. Now, of course, as men, we're looking at women that we're again, men are more visually driven in general than women are. So we're looking at the aesthetics first, but you have to be make sure that you're looking for somebody where again, she has those wifely type of goals because when we envision marriage and relationships, we always envision it from the highlight package. Mm -hmm. You don't envision yeah. your relationship and your marriage from the losses. We don't envision how we're going to respond to the losses in life and relationships. Are we going to be able to stick and stay through a law? It's like a team it's, you know, in it's I look at it this way when I, and I'm talking about my faith. Right. Yeah. It's easy for me to trust God when I'm making a million dollars a year. I don't have to. I'm not really exercising my faith, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's when I lose mm -hmm. that million dollar job and we got to make adjustments. Where is my faith then? It's the same way in the relationships and whether it's with our significant others, it can be with my peers. It can be with people at work when we're not getting along. Like they say, sickness and in health. It's easy when I'm healthy and, you know, I'm still able to get it in with you two hours. You know, we <laughs> but what about what about when I'm not able to do that? Can you still rock with me? I loved her when she was built like this and this, but we didn't have two, three, four kids and we both working and we managing this thing as schemes was talking about. Can I still have that thing within me where I wake up and look at her and can evaluate her from a, a, a position that is not solely based off of her framework and just thinking about this thing that we're building as a family and this legacy that yeah, we're trying think, to make. But I think, I Go think ahead. you got that too. I think you can have that too. Yeah. Even early on, like, Come on now, you 
you had that. Like you know, you could appreciate a woman like from from the beginning. You know, like all right, you know, you might not be a model and all that right. extra stuff. Like indeed. So it's not like you know. I mean, it's not like it's something that like we we have to learn. Like some guys got to learn that. Yeah. But on the same note, it's it's kind of it's how you was raised, man. Yeah, for like, sure. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's something that that hard that you gotta really, like, you know, attain for. Like, eh, I've seen that. Like, I've seen that early. I you appreciate. I appreciated my mom early on. So that was for sure. Yeah. For sure, dude. Dudes, you know what I mean? dudes back also, Go ahead. Go ahead. What Jay was saying. It's kind of like you do look at it from a different perspective. Like as you get older, you do kind of like the perspective when you look at it through the lens when you're younger. Kind of like buying a car when you're younger like you just want the flash like it's all about the flash and the look Mm -hmm. and you know it don't you you don't even at 21 you ain't even looking under the hood to see what yeah you don't look for the same qualities at 21 that you do when you 40 you don't you don't yeah you're starting to look at it different like like you said the aesthetics is the first thing it goes to but after a little bit more, like you want to kind of see what's under the hood and like see if this is going to really be like something like worth exploring. You know what I mean? Yeah, indeed. And I think again, people, again, we, we have to not, we have to be expecting because not only are you going to change as a person, but your significant other is going to change throughout the relationship. And as those peaks and valleys of life come is how do you deal with it? Because most relationships falter when the work, what I call the work phase of the relationship starts, because again, it's the reason why they call it falling in love because it's so easy. You start hanging out with a person, they're beautiful, you attractive. We hanging out, we kicking it, we getting it in and we just go down this kind of this, we fall, we literally fall down the hill of love. And when you get to the bottom of that mountain or that hill, then you're like, Oh wait, there's all this stuff back here that we haven't dealt with. There's all this stuff back here that we have to deal with. And in that work phase, nobody wants to climb out of that hill. Essentially. Go ahead, Skeen. What's your question? Who controls the narrative about, about us? Like what we should be, who controls that narrative? Ah, good point. Because I think the narrative about, Always been the play. Right I think women control it. Well, it's, it's and not, not to cut you off. And in my sense, I think they control it because they dictate what's going to be acceptable and what, and pretty much what they out here looking for. Mm-hmm. All we can be is us. Yep. Like half of them going to fake it anyway. But at the end of the day, once they peel all those layers back, they're going to really see through it and see like, oh, this dude ain't really got nothing going on or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now, nah, dog, I think you dictate just as much as she do. I mean, shit, I dictate it. You, that's, I think that's what I learned. Like, hey, look, I feel man. like I say that because men is predicated. He's judged on basically like he's only loved if he's bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, women, women, and you know what I'm saying? It's going to be accepted regardless, but a man going to get treated totally different. Like if he's, you know what I mean? What he's bringing to the table is more significant than you know what I mean? Like it's it's all about it's all about you. You find the one that that love what you bring to the table. But that's all it is, man. You can't just worry about the ones that ain't gonna appreciate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Your your eighty grand a year or your hundred something grand a year, like man, fuck it. 
But then, yeah, you know, we don't care about that anyway. But I'm just saying, like, in, in their mindset, like, I feel like that's that's the number one thing that it turns to at but, the end of the day. But see, then, then again, it goes back to the question: Who controls the narrative? Mm-hmm. So the narrative about us was pushed to them as well about what we should, what they should okay. want. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was there's somebody pushing the narrative about to us about who we should be and right. how we supposed to live up to these unrealistic expectation amongst each other. Okay. So I got to be in hiding or play this role because of the narrative that's pushed to me mm-hmm. about me. Okay. There's someone pushing the narrative to them about all oh, those dudes over there ain't no good. Mm-hmm. Or those dudes over there got it, it, it. He's a bum. Like the one Cardi B song broke dudes. Don't get, don't deserve none. Right. Okay. Who's pushing these narratives to them about us mm. and these negative narratives? Because it ain't us. We don't control the airwaves. Mm-hmm. We don't control media. We don't even control the music that we that that, that we listen to. Right. That we perform day to day. Someone's controlling this narrative mm-hmm. about us in a negative. Because we're how often do you see men, especially black men, portrayed in a positive manner? How often do we see that? Man, it's rare. Thank it's you. Rare. Thank like, you. It, it, you count on one hand how and, many times you see it, like, which in terms. Stuff like that. Yeah, and and I think if the narrative about us change, some of the way we value relationships or the or the way we enter relationships, and sometimes the way women look at us would change if the narrative about us would change. That's no different than if a white you meet a white person from Utah, for example, mm-hmm. who never met a black person, but all they see are all the negative connotation, all the stereotypes about us. When they actually meet Jay. And he talks differently than what they that what they heard the ratchet or whatever they, they, that they've been they're being marketed to. And he said and he talks totally different. They're like, man, ain't no, you you're different than all the other black people. I, how do you know? Because they've never met a black person, but okay. the way they've been marketed, the black people that the the the, the portrayal that they've seen has always been negative. That's mm-hmm. the same way with us. Mm-hmm. We're always marketed in and portrayed in a negative light. So we take on that persona because that's part of the callus that we put up. It's all oh, you, you want the bad guy, but when dudes say you've been you've been a cheat or you've been a, uh, accusing me of cheating all the time, so I might as well cheat, so I'm gonna get accused of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way that some men take that take that persona. Right now, Twitch, I heard you say it's getting better. Did I hear you say that? Uh, oh, I'm at that. Uh, yeah, it can't be. I don't think it's getting any worse. Well, I think I think a part of it, again, the beauty of this conversation that we're having right now and that we want to popularize is that men can get together, discuss our frailties, be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Discuss where we come up short, um, because, again, Skeens and I always talk about all of us. All of us are flawed on this experience and this journey, man. And a part of it, a part of my relationship with you guys is being able to be honest about it and then learn us learn from each other. Right. But to piggyback again off what Skeens was talking about, one thing that I want to change about the narrative, two things, the narrative of marriage and relationships, because people, Jay, you and Liz, y'all, do y'all ever argue? Y'all have the perfect man. No, it's not perfect by the long shot. And, you know, Liz has rolled with me through a whole bunch of my imperfections. You know what I'm saying? And now we 
are at a, a much very mature place now. But even here's the thing. You can't rest on your laurels and be like, I don't still got work to do because I could easily falter and fall off and be somewhere where I ain't supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a part of the continual journey. Number one. Number two, as men. We can't be locked into, as Mario was talking, Schemes was talking about having just the uh, the superhero cape on all the time. And uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, a mentor, a pastor friend, he wrote a book years ago called Seasons of Masculinity. And it's talk about the masculine journey. And oftentimes because of societal pressure and what they tell you that as and in reality, like Chuck was saying, a man for the most part is evaluated by what he what he does and what he brings. That's how we evaluate it. So because of that societal pressure, a dude is always out there just trying to conquer, overcome, provide. But on this masculine journey that we're on, we have to show that there, uh, us as men that we're much more multifaceted than that. You know what I'm saying? There's a part of me that can sit with my sons and Twiz has sons where I'm sitting with them and building with them from a different level. And I'm not like always in a mode where I'm like, uh, like I'm in a coach mode or come on, you just got to go out there and kill. And then, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm just sitting and chopping it up with Trey a certain way and trying to build with him as a young man. And, you know, schemes being his godfather. Sometimes we tag team him and talk to him. Some, some, and you know how it is as a dad, sometimes they don't receive from us. (laughs) So I might be like, Hey, go tell your goddad what you did. And Mario Eskins can come to him and say, hey, man, you you did you did this and that, man. Did you think about this way? Did you think about this? Did you think about this? And hearing it from his godfather, it hit him a different way. You know what I'm saying? So the yeah. the masculine journey that we on is that we are multifaceted people. We're not just heroes. We're not just providers. We do have frailties. We do have shortcomings. And we do have a loving side of us that can communicate with our women, that can communicate with our children. And we have a side really at the end of the day, dudes just want to have, again, a peaceful household. And we do want to be able to provide for our woman and our children in a way where they don't have to worry about much in life. That's pretty much the goal. That's pretty much the overall goal of man. I met a dude, a Mexican guy. We went to the Kalahari Resorts water park in, in Round Rock. And I never met this dude in my life, but he had a son that was about the same age as Trey. And just from the kids being in the pool together and stuff, you know, we're kind of there together. So I'm like, he seemed like a cool dude he with his wife. So we just are, you know, we kind of just merged, start talking. Hey, man, do you mind if we get Trey a drink? Sure, get him a drink. Do you mind if we get him ice cream? Cool. His son's name was June. Hey, June wanted to go over here to this part of the water park. Is it cool to come? Yeah, me and my wife will be right over there. Let me get your number, man. So we just, we kind of get this little bond over a couple of days. I see him down there. And he was, I think, he's a little bit older than me, three, four years older than me. He's a mechanical engineer. And we were just sitting there building, and he wants to say, he's like, Jay, what my goal in life is to be able to have this type of time with my family more, where I can spend building with my wife, building memories with my son, and not be amassed and under this all this pressure and stuff from work. I want to have the time with my family. That's what we want. That's really what we all what we want, man. Ask y'all a quick question. Go ahead. As you say that, how often are you allowed to be vulnerable with your woman? Boom! Great question. Or how or are you? Do you feel comfortable being vulnerable? Great question. Great question. But hold on, because you you answered that you answered that too, Jay. You said uh you said your friend asked 
told you um, that some women don't want to, you know, they ain't ready to settle down. Yeah. But what you're explaining is the perfect scenario. Yeah. But if they're not in that space, like they feeling good, looking good, that sounds good in theory. That mm. probably be good for a couple months. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, that ain't what I want. Mm. But it's what I want. But that ain't what they want. Yeah, so yeah. As long as they give a man just to be a man's peace, man, I think that's the biggest. During the journey, yeah, like yeah. You said everybody, you talk about the end result, yeah. But during that that middle space, you can't get to the end if you can't take the ups and downs. Like yeah, man. But during that time, just be his peace, and then you get the end result. You you see it any you you winning obviously you picked him. Mm-hmm. Cutting some slack in, in, in between time. And then you'd be all right. Chuck, have you been able to be vulnerable with women in your relationships or, or you felt like it had diminishing returns? <laughs> you know what? That was actually um, something that I had to work on. Mm-hmm. And I got better with it over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt me. You know, having to be vulnerable and, you know, look yourself in the mirror and, like, just having to accept, be able to look at your flaws and accept them and, like, be willing to put in the work to try to make it right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's, that's like, a part of just, like, you know what I'm saying, opening yourself up. Like, everybody don't get to see it that deep. So, I mean... There was times where, like, yeah, I felt like I was with someone that I could be vulnerable about, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, kind of help you build on those things. And, and piggyback off of what you said at the end of the day, like, that's one of the main things that, you know, we out here looking for. That's one of those things, like, you want to feel like you can get to that level and be able to have that open type of trust and communication, and that person's going to be there for you during those times because it's not always pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, you know what, Chuck? I never asked you this. What was your. I don't know what your family dynamic was like as far as mom, dad, you know, who was with, uh, who was like your, your, your male mentor um, coming it up. My grand, it, it, it was my grandparents, man. Okay. Like me and my brother, we were, we were raised by my grandparents. Um, I, unfortunately, you know, it was a, kind of the whole 80 stories, man. Mom on dope, you know what I mean? Social mm. services come in and take us, you know, somebody else in the family got to step up and it was my dad's mom. Like, you know, we went to live out in the country with them, and I got exposed to a totally different lifestyle. We went from kind of living in the city to, to on the farm with, like, pigs and the whole thing or whatever. Wow. So that was kind of like the upbringing. Uh, my dad was there frequently. I still kept in contact with my mom, but all those, you know, uh, morals and values and roots that got put in me, man, it's by my grandparents. Yeah. Now, Twiz, what was what was your uh, the family dynamic for y'all? Now I know, I know. Um, raised, I'm raised by both, man. I was yeah. pretty much like you. Like my dad was a uh, military. Mm-hmm. We traveled. You know, they um, they divorced, but you know, we got to travel pretty much the same. End up with moms and always had a strong black kids, uh, black men, uncles. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much every dynamic. So I got to see, you know, the the good and the bad, but but always. Strong, strong black women 
on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Like I said, never mom's side too. So like I said it was a it was a little different. Like I said, I had a little different appreciation for women growing up. Right, you yeah. did, and you know, as much yeah, as Twiz used to argue with women, I, he was the first dude. He was like, "Yo, I learned how to hoop from my my aunts. All my aunts could hoop." I was like, "What?" So it's the girls in the family that was the hoopers. I was like, "This is crazy. I never heard this in my life." Because <laughs> it'd be crazy. I come to I look. I, I'm coming down south, and you seeing all these women like going through all these things. I'm like, "Yo, look, you ain't got no uncles. <laughs> you, ain't a, you ain't got an uncle or cousin. Like, right. look, my family, they not having that. Like, right. it might be one time, but then we all showing up. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it wasn't." It wasn't going down like that. So it was, it was weird. That was kind of my arguments with them. Like, yo, so you, yo, your family cool with you going through this? All right. Like, man, this is crazy. Like, all right, look, I can't help you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. It's crazy. But yeah, it was drama. Indeed. But, uh, man, I knew it was going to happen. We had 90 minutes. So uh, I appreciate y'all brothers jumping on, man. Like I said, Skeens and I like to have y'all back soon. We'll, uh, you know, so we can just talk some other cultural stuff. Uh you know, kind of everyday topics yeah, and stuff like that, man. But I appreciate y'all, brother. Any parting shots? Any parting shots from anybody before we close out? Nah, man. Shout out, man. Appreciate y'all for letting me on, man. Mm-hmm. Look out for my... We got artwork. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Push that, Twiz. My bad, man. I'm sleep, definitely, man. Do that. Man. That's right. Definitely. I got that uh, coming out uh, sometime next month, man. It should be mm-hmm. dropping, but... Uh, uh, clothing always art everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dying print. Shout it out. Yeah, for real, man. I'll make sure we uh we we gonna be promoting that man and um make sure we highlighting that in some of I the episodes, y'all, man. Uh bring y'all some clothes, man. Definitely. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah. Uh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And again, appreciate you, Jay, man, for having us on. I like what y'all boys doing with the platform, man. I can only see it going up from there. For like sure, said, man. We you know we had to come to and support, brother. Man, for real, for real. And uh, again, twins, man. I've had some artwork he did of me and my baby sister in my house for you know again for years. It's still upstairs. Oh, that's crazy. Right okay. now, okay. so uh, that's that crazy. that's traveled to several houses with us, man. Because here's the other. Again, I'm gonna close out with this, man. And as always. Skins and I are always talking about relationships in one way or another. That's where it goes back to, right? Even in the versus battle, we talked about one of the key components in the versus battle was looking at the relationship that the locks had. And it came out evident in their raps and their performance, right? The reason that we're on this call right now is because relationship was built. You know what I'm saying? And a part of these relationships and this community that we're trying to build is based off of us supporting one another. Again, even when we miss the mark, it ain't about how we ridicule each other, but it's how we say, hey, yo, I still got you and I rock with you, right? So I remember when Twiz, early on, when people found out at work that he could draw. And so at that time, that was kind of when, to me, that was when everybody first started really trying to get a lot of tats and stuff like that. So they're like, hey, man, can you draw this for me? And I take it, can you draw this? Can you draw this? Can you draw this? And they're like, okay, cool. Not knowing how dedicated this man is to his craft and the time he was spending his off hours drawing these things. And, oh, can you draw yeah. a portrait for me? Da, 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 da. So Cash would come back, like, and Twiz would, would bring the drawing or the sketch or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, appreciate it. And Twiz is like, oh, well, yo, there's there's a cost for this. And then that's when people <laughs> would get funny. Yeah. And yeah. I asked him to draw that yeah. picture of me and Haven 
And I can't remember what it was, but because he my man and I was, again, talking about the community, talking about the relationship he had, it's also investing into him and what he's about. That's how we keep this community flowing and going is investing into one another. So, you know, right. we did it back then. Y'all doing it right now by, again, supporting me and Skeens. And then we can take it and grow it and pay it oh, forward in man. other type of ways. So we're going to continue to do that. With what you're doing right now, you know what I'm saying? So uh anyway, y'all, it's been another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never seen, Skeens. And we will holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.